Welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, a podcast where two people who are bad at video games critique bad video game movies. I am your host, Mark Champlin. I'm joined, as always, uh, as as eternal, <laughs> by Alex Wallace. How is it going, girls and gays? How is everyone doing on this fine, whenever the fuck this podcast comes out? It's it's it's, it it's like Monday. Mo- Oh yeah, Monday everywhere except for like Sunday on iTunes. Yeah, so quick, quick bit of housekeeping: the podcast is now on iTunes and is now also on Spotify. It was a pain in the ass to do that. So you, if you want to listen to the podcast in a place that isn't SoundCloud, which is extremely understandable, you can mm-hmm. you can do that now. Also, rate us five stars and tell 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 your friends if you like the podcast. Tell your tell your fucking friends. All right, that's all fine. you. That's my that's my 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 spiel for the week. Can... All you Libras out there who care about the aesthetic of your apps can listen to it on Apple Music, <laughs> and um, everyone else, uh, the rest of us, uh, can just listen to it on uh, Spotify like normal people. <laughs> I lied. I'm actually a Libra, but I'm a I'm a I'm a um, uh, a traitor to the cause of aesthetic uh, purity, and I actually use Spotify, the uglier music app. Do you not know about this whole thing? No, this is, real this, thing. is this is not. What do we watch this week? Alex, when you when you date a certain type of queer girl, <laughs> you will learn a whole lot about astrology. Anyway, um, so today we will be discussing Final Fantasy VII: Advent Children, the 2006 uh, anime FMV sequel to final fantasy 7 yeah the video game so it's basically like a two-hour cut scene like uh-huh. and, and and the thing you know it's interesting because we we talk about we talk about video game movies on, on the podcast but here we have a movie that legitimately just l- looks like a shitty video game the whole time like it doesn't look like an animated film it looks like no pre-rendered we're gonna get to the art but it just just to set the stage a little bit it is this is a two hour long cg animated final fantasy romp (laughs) let's yeah so um before we get into how this movie looks which is like a final fantasy 13 cutscene that's been stretched two hours um What's your uh, history with the Final Fantasy series, uh, specifically Seven? Because sure. I think we have similar uh, stories. Yeah, so I um, I think I mentioned last week that the only Final Fantasy game I have played is Final Fantasy One, which I played on an iPad, like an on an iPod Touch in like two thousand nine, probably. You were living that jailbreak life. I, fucking hell yeah! No, I think there was a. I think it was actually like a app store version of final fantasy one that i probably paid oh, like yeah. seven dollars for they were doing those trash versions yeah so i played that um i have never played final fantasy 7 but like many other things uh that we watch on the podcast i am just the type of person that has existed on the internet and absorbed a lot of facts about things through cultural osmosis i actually know very little about the plot of final fantasy 7 but like mm-hmm. hey when cloud shows up i know who cloud is when fucking Tifa Lockhart shows up, I know, like, I got it. But, yeah, but this... Props to you for knowing Tifa's last name. Yeah, I didn't so know. this this uh, this was a baffling film to me <laughs> in a lot of ways. I didn't feel like I knew where I was most of the time. It was very stressful. 
so what was your what's your history with final fantasy <laughs> um i i know less than you um i know who <laughs> i know who cloud is uh because um i you know you can't not know who cloud is yeah and pretty much my knowledge of Final Fantasy VII begins and ends with uh, Cloud's move set from Smash Brothers for Wii U because Cloud was my main uh, because he was a top tier and he felt fun to swing the sword and um, and uh, his he had a stage uh, in that game as well which was basically Battlefield with a Midgar uh, power plants Shinra power plants yeah. uh, background. And then a bunch of stage hazards ruined it, so it couldn't be a staring tournament legal stage. And this even film it, would, is, it would have been. This film is set on that stage, basically. Essentially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so briefly, uh, I want to, I want to, we're, we're going to touch on uh, this, the, the square pictures thing. So, mm-hmm. so there's, there's two of these Final Fantasy VII films. There's this one and there's Spirits Within. We decided to watch Advent Children first because, you know, life just comes at you fast. And uh, Spirits Within, like, Square created a film studio to make. They made Square Pictures and then put out that film and then folded and then proceeded to apparently get somebody else to make this movie and put it out on DVD in the U.S., how many video games were they making during this era? Did they think they were like done with making the video games? Were they like Capcom? They like were now? putting out a lot of like Final Fantasy games. Like specifically, there was a period of time where they were just putting out a lot of Final Fantasy VII games. Wasn't this so? There was Dirge of Cerebrus, but yes. I think Dirge of Cerebrus came out around the same time as this movie i think that was like a part three or a prequel to this movie because that character what's his name the red vampire man he's in this he is in this movie Uh, he's in this movie yeah this is gonna be a this is gonna be a rough episode for anybody who's actually played final fantasy 7 because we're just gonna be sitting here doing absolutely nothing i hope you guys fucking enjoy because my notes for this episode are me (laughs) trying really hard to remember the characters names like there's a note in there where i learn who that what Shinra is. <laughs> I don't know this game. I already have forgotten what Shinra is. So we, we were planning to record this episode like a week ago, and then my life got in the way and we didn't. So I watched this movie like at least a week ago. Uh and it's it was it was it was blurry then. My my it's memory It's not one of those it's not one of those movies that sinks in over time. No, it doesn't. Like I <laughs> So so I'm going to kind of I want to transition in, into this uh the first thing we have on the agenda here, which is to talk about the art and and talk about mm-hmm. the the visual style of the film uh because I think that is like the most important aspect of why I think this movie sucks. <laughs> well, you said you said blurry and I think uh, uh, that applies to your memory and also The film yeah, so that's kind of what it, so so as as established it is a video game cutscene and my memory of this movie is just gray and blurry and things are happening really fast and I don't know what's going on and I don't know who any of the characters are and I'm just confused and the movie just keeps going. It sure, it sure the fuck does. It doesn't know when to stop. So what I want to propose to you here is that, you know, so all of the characters are like rendered in this like 
photorealistic but not realistic style where they have these like really realistic textures but they all look like they're made out of like velvet and like it, it's the whole movie has this like weird like soft kind of blurry quality to it and I I, I want to ask do you find the characters convincing or charming in this film um well I guess fuck cards on the table uh i liked this movie i know i know um it come it all comes down to the fact that um i like you know i like anime bullshit fight scenes that is most of the movie and that was most of the movie um but uh in terms of the character performances uh no uh, no, they're they're so. <laughs> that's creepy. gonna be a hard I think, no. I think that's the really the thing that I want to hit on besides like gray big. It, the the first thing that sticks out in my brain when I think about this movie is just in big block capitals gray. Uh, and then the second thing is how creepy and unsettling all of the characters look. There is like a severe uncanny valley quality to this movie that is just horrible. <laughs> yeah, like um, it makes it really hard for you to tell like who is um what's the motivation for anyone like who is like definitely a good guy who's definitely a bad guy and i feel like the dialogue uh has to pick up the slack there and like it literally has to be people being like i am a bad guy i work for the <laughs> bad guy and that is why i am bad and it's it's really and it's sad because like they could have i mean i'm i'm not i'm not an animator i do not know the budget of things but like could they not have made an anime you know would that have been more expensive but i don't think they wanted to make an anime the thing is about like about this movie is that like movies don't look like this you know mm-hmm. like from like a from like a artistic vision perspective from like I a, need... for like going for it on like a visual style it's... I need everyone, everyone who's listening to this who has not seen the movie, go watch, go you watch on YouTube the uh, intro cutscene to Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. <laughs> it looks... That is the way this whole movie looks. Yep. It, it 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 is exactly like that. Yeah. So so speaking of of the writing, uh, there's something about our our viewing experience this week that I have not addressed yet, and that's the fact that mm-hmm. Mark and I did not watch the same version of the film. Um, I watched this movie on Facebook <laughs> and, and I found, I found the English dub and I, I, I really, really, Mark watched the sub in, in, the, in the original Japanese because he, you know, he takes, he takes his movie going seriously. I'm kind of the, you know, the, the more aloof, uh, one on the podcast. What, what would my body pillow think if it hurt me? <laughs> listening to a dub that's all i'm gonna say so so i watched this dub and i would say about 10 or 15 minutes into the film i started seriously wondering like is this a fan dub is this real yeah well i was like because like (laughs) oh my god it wasn't it wasn't just like oh the acting is bad like the acting is bad but it's just like you know baseline bad video game cutscene you know bad voice acting but it's yep. the mixing that is like atrocious and i don't know if this is like present in the original <laughs> japanese but like the way the like 
voices are all balanced and like the music cuts out in weird spots and like all of the like you know the the positional audio is all weird they don't like really like nothing like nothing feels like they're really accounting for like the characters placements in the Mizean Sen it's very like the whole I, I was seriously suspecting like oh maybe there was never a dub and this is just a fan dub in which case like props to them because this is a shitload of work like good job guys like you know obviously it's, it's not great but it's a fan dub and, and you guys did it good job and then yeah it's like not bad yeah, yeah. I, but no <laughs> they that's just what they put out well i can tell you that uh the 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 original japanese voice recordings were not that bad there was no there was no technical like problems uh in terms of like there was no like you know boom mic in the frame type of problems <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but like it, it was very flat like it was yeah. like it sounded like it was recorded in like a studio and then like didn't have any like preamps uh or anything uh set to, to help record it and yeah. there was no like i don't know there was not a whole lot of um any sort of after effects um added to the 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 voices yeah. or it feel it feels like a rough yeah. cut kind of the whole way through mm-hmm. um okay so the plot <laughs> so i so, I, so... I really liked the very <laughs> beginning uh so i was i i turned on the movie i saw the fuck Shinra power plant which i didn't know that that was what it was called i know the image because i play video games but i was like man I'm, i don't know if i'm gonna get any of this movie because i don't know the plot of final fantasy 7 and then this uh the voice of this little girl who's clouds i don't know fucking niece i still don't know yeah but she, we'll she's get on to the that. screen she, she's on the screen her voice on the screen and she just straight up explains the entire plot of final fantasy 7 which if I am to understand correctly, let me hit, hit me because I couldn't I'm, do this right now. I did not take notes. I took so like neither, four notes. I, anyone who's listening to this who has played Final Fantasy VII, like literally, message the podcast on <laughs> on and tell me if I did okay because neither of us have played it. So it's my understanding that there is there is a life force, a life energy, kind of like the Force in Star Wars, that is like a river of life that surrounds the planet. And Shinra is a big corporation that found a way to, to convert that into energy and sell it for profits. And they became a giant like oil conglomeration equivalent. And uh, they had an, a personal army of soldiers, one of whom was Cloud, another of whom was Sephiroth, uh, who's basically like Bad Cloud. And all of these soldiers have inside them dna from some ancient goddess and that's what makes them really good soldiers um but then the planet got pissed that shinra was stealing her energy and kind of fought back and some shit happens and eris dies yeah, and um, that's the part i know yeah and then eventually you know cloud i mean cloud and his buddies have to save the world from shinra and sephiroth probably probably we we will so we'll get to kind of talking about the cast 
uh, in a bit. But yeah, how do you feel about how the the plot? So what happens in this movie, though? Uh, th- so that's a much much harder question to answer. <laughs> They they do a better job explaining the plot of the actual Final Fantasy game in that first 30 seconds of this movie than they do letting a plot play out on screen for the current movie we're watching. Okay. So Cloud so Cloud I... now works for a parcel delivery service. We never see him deliver anything. He, yes. But Okay, I I I'm going to do this. This <laughs> Go is, ahead. This is everything I can tell you about the plot of this movie. Cloud is the hero, I guess. He's not in... He he doesn't really involve in the plot for, like, the first, like, half hour, probably. There are mm-hmm. a bunch of orphans inexplicably everywhere in this movie. <laughs> and they all have the flesh rot um, because... Mm-hmm. I don't remember. They have flesh rot... <laughs> And it's and and nobody and they're like they're like lepers. None of the people in the do, town. Do you remember talk what the disease? Them. Do you remember what the disease is called? I'll give you ten points. Fuck. If we had recorded this the day of that I watched the movie, I could do it. But nope, it's that shit. Fucking got flushed down the toilet, man. That shit's gone. Geostigma. Yes. <laughs> and then there's a group of white-haired pretty boys. One of them is kind of a moron, and they're there's the... a bunch of leffins. Yeah, basically, and they're all, they're all the baddies, and they want to do something. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I can't do okay. it. You, you, you get. I think you honestly, that was honestly your best shot, and <laughs> I think that uh, all things considered, it was not that bad. Um, I will try. <laughs> I will try to fill in the 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 gaps. So you took better notes than I did. I was I was they, like in a catatonic state watching this film. I mean, they called it Advent Children, but they could should have called it Invent Children because they just invented all these orphans. I I don't know where they came from, <laughs> um, but so, so it's my understanding that all these kids and Cloud has it too, and some adults have it. Um, they have this geo stigma. Um, so it's <laughs> any, oh, fuck, what's the name of the goddess that they have the cells of that? Okay. So fuck, I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So, so the, you the, it's not, it's not Jubileus. Jubileus is, is it Jubileus? I can't. No. Jubileus is the goddess in Bayonetta. Um, the, so basically the um the the goddess or god i don't know the the immortal thing whose uh cells inhabit the body of all the soldiers um the planet life energy force hates that god um and so anyone who contains a cell of these of that god is doomed to die and the planet infects them that's why it's called geostigma cuz mm-hmm. it's like the planet. the stain the stain of the planet man you're so and good at remembering things i'm trying i tried really fucking hard <laughs> and so halfway through the movie they discover that like the water inside this temple and i don't know the significance of this temple cuz i haven't looked that up 
Uh, the water of this temple heals geostigma, which is supposedly uncurable. Like doctors have researched and they don't know how to fucking cure it. And this just happens in the movie and is never really touched on again. In the movie, it is never explained why. Because at the very end of the movie, Cloud brings all the geostigma orphans into the pool with him. And they all jump in and they're all healed. Yeah. And I'm, So I googled, why does the water heal <laughs> geostigma? <laughs> and apparently people had also asked this. Um so it's it's because cloud brought tifa's body to that water when she died and she went into the life stream and her goodness okay overpowers the badness makes sense. that's why that's why she is seen like like her ghost is seen walking out of the church and looking at cloud and being like see you around sport and then disappearing into the ether again yeah. into the white fog so, door so <laughs> so I want to kind of transition in this into yeah. one of the many reasons why I think this is an excruciatingly bad film. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to yeah. go on the record here and say that this is my least favorite out of all the films that we watched because I could not. It's so long and I just could not wait for it to be fucking over. And it's not my least favorite, but I'm willing to give this to you. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah, and it's because this film does not, and you can see this by the past 20 minutes of this podcast, in which we've been violently grasping for straws, this film gives you nothing to work with if you're not familiar with Final Fantasy. It, and even if you are, it's still really hard to keep track. Yeah, like, it... They... The characters don't get introduced. The characters don't get... Like, all of the party members from Final Fantasy VII, or most of them, I think, are, like, in this movie... And they just show up, and because this movie assumes that you've played Final Fantasy VII, which, granted, not the craziest thing to assume, uh, right? It, it, they don't even bother. They don't try do you, to... Exp- do you know their names? I only know Tifa's name, because Tifa's name is said out loud in this movie. Bef- before that, I didn't know Tifa's name. I only know Eris, because she dies. Yeah, there's... The, I don't the only, I don't know who the, the minigun man's There's a name guy is. with a Gatling gun for an arm, and he's black, so we like him. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, yeah, man. Like I'm a fan of the character design. <laughs> yeah. It, it, in in theory, this dude, like this dude, fucks for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Vincent. I don't know who he is. Okay, so. there's Vincent, who is basically Shadow the Hedgehog, like a hundred percent. Let's just move on. Uh, there yep. is Rufus, who is the only funny character in this movie because he's a fuck up, and I found that very relatable. And I don't Still know after that, okay, man. Move on. Eris is in it, but she's dead, so she's in the she's in the yeah. So, so the, the the point I'm trying to make is that this film doesn't give you anywhere to stand. Um, no, and like when you when you talk about the characters, we'll, we'll get to the pacing in a moment because yeah. pacing biggest failing. But honestly, even a bigger failing possibly was the fact that like you don't there's like a single line in the movie where you get a, a hint of like oh that's the character growth they're kind of aiming for yeah it was a line where like cloud is like looking at the sick kids and he doesn't know if he wants to run away or like face the problems head on and tifa says some shit like uh you may never answer your phone but i know you're not i know you haven't thrown it away seeing like he doesn't know whether to jump back in and try to be a hero again or if he thinks he's gonna fuck it up again and more people will die yeah so that's the push and pull that they're aiming for this movie uh, is, is writing the, only, this the movie... only time they actually get into it 
This movie is writing a lot of emotional resonance checks that it cannot fucking cash. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is, it is really trying to pull at your heartstrings while giving you absolutely nothing. They use the music um, a little bit. I like the part. So I, I like the music of Final Fantasy VII again because I know it from Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like the random encounter. I really like that song. They played a a piano only. Uh, stripped down version yeah. of that during an intense fight with Tifa and some Leffen looking thug. Yeah, it's cool. And I really, I really liked that fight. And I, because there was no like magical bullshit. Yeah, that's uh, probably that fight is probably the best scene in the entire movie. I, I looked at the, I, I in my notes are like very positive point because I liked the very first motorcycle fight where where Leffen was summoning dogs to chase him in the desert. I was like, this is all right. Calling him Leffen is such a deep cut. <laughs> I feel. Uh, Let's be real. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't know who Leffen is. Um, How did you find this podcast? <laughs> le- leave a like. M- maybe in two years when this podcast has 100 reviews on iTunes. Question and mark. someone is going back through the old episodes, they will wonder who Leffen is. Um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> so I thought it was cool. And I thought the Tifa fight was cool. And I thought the the music. So the music is all uh, either original uh it's all by no uh nobuo uematsu what you got no nobuo uematsu good i think i did okay yeah um who does obviously he's a legendary final fantasy composer he also did the super smash brothers brawl theme song which is the best uh smash brothers series theme Uh, you're so wrong but we'll move Uh, on fuck you anyway (laughs) um so yeah i would say the music is probably a high point um you know what's not a high point the pacing. The pacing. The pacing, the pacing is is I, I feel like the two the two the two like points on which this movie just completely <laughs> fails are are the art and I guess the mixing and the fucking pacing, dude. Yeah. The, and the characters. Yeah. So there's and, like five. And, 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 but go on. And everything. But the pacing is like the thing. Like this movie is two hours long. Which is a very, yeah. very long time to be watching Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. That is a hell of a long time. I felt like I was starting to lose my goddamn mind. I had just gotten off of mm-hmm. like work, and then I just yeah. watched this between work and another work meeting, and it was like being in hell for two hours. I didn't know where <laughs> I was, and the first hour of the movie goes by. A lot of exposition happens, and you don't know what's going on. And, like, maybe every, like, 20 to 30 minutes, there's a fight scene. There's maybe, like, three fight scenes in the first half. Yeah, and the, and each of these fight scenes, to the movie's credit, they all are in, like, a visually striking slash rememberable location. Yeah, the like environments the, are nice in this movie. The, yes, the, the Forest of the Dead, I think it's called, yeah. where they take them, it's basically that bright, bright white forest, uh, and Vincent is there, and so everything is white and very, like, gray and bright, uh, and very winter-y It's, like, one of the looking. only, like, visually, because, like, so is, much of this movie yeah. is gray, and that's part of the problem, right, is, okay, so the, the last, you, you get to the hour mark, and it feels yeah. like they're ramping up to this climactic fight back in the city, uh huh. Which is fine, cause like, of course, we're at yeah. the hours. Yeah. So so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then that fight goes on for an hour. It uh huh just keeps one, going. One location. One location. One it's, location. It's 
I mean, they they go around the city, but it is just gray. Yep. And fast, and blurry, and metal. There is so I I wrote a note here that I th- appreciates uh this this movie was basically just large swords slicing through falling debris <laughs> the entire movie it is just in it yeah and this fight scene like we really need to stress like these are some anime bullshit fight sequences these are some like there's a part near the end where cloud like jumps up in the air and then his friends mm-hmm. like will jump up after him and like give him a boosty so that he can keep going up and that goes on for like a minute he just keep it is it is and this is the one of the things that i also think is a failure of this film is because of all of that shit and i i regular listeners of the podcast might know that i'm not really uh a, a big anime person i'm not anti-anime mm-hmm. i just don't watch a lot of anime um but there's no fucking stakes in this movie because all of the characters are flying around and like falling from insane distances and getting fucking thrown across the city like all the time. So there's never any sense that like anybody's actually going to get hurt. You never really feel like mm-hmm. anything can really go wrong or anybody can suffer any real physical consequences. For... So like this whole like ridiculous yeah. outplayed, you know, our fucking long fight sequence is completely weightless. Like the whole movie is so weightless because, you know, completely and, devoid of any sort of tension. Yeah. And like the, like, and the artist part of it, you know, like, I think like the characters being these like uncanny Valley monsters and kind of moving in this really unnatural, like stilted mm-hmm. kind of way. And just generally, you know, not convincing me that they're people, uh, adds to the effect of just like none of this matters you know like it's okay cloud yes. is gonna fly into the air and then he's gonna fall two thousand feet and he'll hit the ground and he'll probably be fine because it doesn't matter um now, now while this is while these type of things are generally some like anime tropes this this was very very much a failing of this movie specifically as well because um when you were saying like there's never any risk of anyone getting hurt and it just looks all fake I was immediately in my mind like jumps to um I'm a big like Naruto fan unironically I think that show's great um and uh there's a scene where like uh Rock Lee is fighting Gara everyone knows about this fight but um I I not... know, I I have never seen Naruto and I know about this fight <laughs> yeah so but I don't know if you, if you if you necessarily know how this fight ends but like Basically, it, uh, Rock Lee like makes one wrong move, and he's like definitely winning. But he makes a wrong move, and uh, Gara like breaks like half of the bones in his fucking body, and he you like it, it's very like physical feeling, and you like like totally like you it's just like a ugh, moment, and then Rock Lee is like in crutches for three fucking years of that show, and he cannot fight. Like there there are consequences. And the good anime bullshit, while it's still anime bullshit, it will still have, like, some sort of ground. Like, people die all the time in that show. There's main fucking characters who, like, are beloved and just like, oh, no, they died, like, kind of sh- in a shitty way. Yeah. Like, th- there's no way this would happen in this movie. Yeah, like, we talked about um, in our in our inaugural episode. Wait, no, in the second episode. Yeah, second episode, when we talked about Tomb Raider. Um, we talked about how the guns have no weight in that movie. Mm-hmm. Turn that up by like a billion in this. Like the guns are just flashy lights that go off. They're like, they don't, they're just there to just like, just 
like be decoration on the fight. Like I don't think yeah, no anyone, one gets hit with no a single one bullet. No one gets hit by a bullet in this movie. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, gun blades, yay, nay. How, where are you on the gun blade? Uh, I would not call myself uh, anti gun blade. <laughs> anti gun blade is a really good name of a uh, name of a speed metal album. <laughs> so there's the, there's always that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would call myself pro pro motorcycle with sword compartments also yeah. is that is that a thing that cloud has in the video game uh why was that not in smash like you know how war you know how wario can side b and he summons a bike and there's a lot of smash references in this one i'm sorry guys who, who don't play the game but like i feel like that'd be cool if cloud could do that like he just pops on a bike in midair and then pulls out 17 swords from the sides of the bike yeah, i think i think the motorcycle chase is probably the best the one in the, the in the back half is probably the best fight in this movie um, i'll i'll give you that uh, besides besides the tifa one in the in the first half while it's weightless completely weightless like every other thing there's at least parts where i laughed out loud like when yeah. one of, like when one of the levens digs his heels in the ground picks up his bike with his thighs and spins around yes. on his heel and hurls the bike with his thigh strength at Cloud's head. And Cloud's counter for that is he cuts the bike in half as it passes over him. Yes. That was entertaining. Yeah, no, the I think, like, that sequence is the closest this movie gets to, like, really entertainingly stupid anime bullshit instead of just, like, a slog. Uh, so It, a, it is a slog. This movie's a slog. A slog. So usually by this point in the podcast, uh, we would be we would be talking about politics, uh, the the social the social ramifications of uh, of the film, the political context in which it was released, things of that nature. I there's just <laughs> I got nothing, man. <laughs> there, I feel like the original game. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, oh, loyal listener who has played the game. It, it it seems to me like there may have been an environmentalist type of like. Yeah, that was vague, something I wanted to hit on a little bit. Like a vague environmentalist angle, kind of the way that, well, actually not this way. Um, I was going to say kind of the way that Metal Gear Solid is vaguely like anti-military, but it's actually very explicitly anti-military. Yeah, um, like, but this movie, it's weird because they kind of. They set it up like it's gonna be that, but they don't. They don't really hit on like so. The, you know, there's the evil corporation that is like you know built this power plan and the and is the reason that the gods are the god is mad at us. But then it just kind of turns out that like it doesn't matter and this was all gonna happen anyway. And so like really the corporation's not that bad. And then they just kind of yeah. like let it go and never really address it again. Like they... Cloud ends up like working for the corporation this whole. Right, he's kind of just like a bodyguard for Shinra. This yeah. this whole movie, and they're trying to kill Shinra because they think he has the the corpse of this goddess, which he eventually turns out he does. Uh, yeah, I we we already got past the point where we're talking about the plot, but I just want to say I still don't understand why that one guy turned into Sephiroth. Uh, no, some guy turns uh, into Sephiroth at some point in this movie. I couldn't tell you why. Um. And then I guess yeah. the, the only other thing to address, like, you know, we kind of talked about this uh, while we were preparing for the show, is that, like, this movie is misogynistic, but not in any, like, particular way. It's misogynistic in just the way that just, like, everything is misogynistic, you know? It's 
it, there's there, yeah it's, it's not just, it's just you know generic like yeah the fucking all the ladies are sc- scantily clad and they got big titties and that's all they that's all they're allowed to be there isn't a variety of surprise this movie doesn't have a wide variety of female representation it doesn't give us a lot of different types of bodies for our women it doesn't give us a lot of different color or personality for our women um but you know it's it's there's nothing to it you know there there's no substance to this movie it's all nonsense there's nothing interesting to unpack the way that final fantasy 7 the game has interesting things to unpack yeah uh, there's cross-dressing even, in that game we could talk about yes, that for hours even even i as unfamiliar with that game as i am i know there's a ton of shit to talk about in terms of that game but uh none of none of those interesting things make their way uh, into no. this movie it's, zero zero there yeah there's there's really there there's no there's nothing there there's no there there um I liked the anime bullshit in this movie, but generally it's a very interesting movie. Yeah. I would say it's the worst one we've seen. Yeah. I think I'll give that to you. Yeah, you were you were fighting me on that a week ago, and I feel like I've 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 brought you along over to my side. Um Yeah, that's that's fair. I still would watch this movie over Chun Li. I think Chun Li is way more entertaining. Um, but yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that. Um so so you wanted to talk about the credit sequence? So did your did your English uh, dub have the same credit sequence that I did? It was very anime. Was it um, uh, actual photographs of actual landscape and then color corrected to be very yes neon green? It sure and was. And then superimposed upon them were CGI videos cloud driving a motorcycle across these actual still images that were taken by a human it's because i watched this movie in hd and i purchased a rental of it in hd from amazon and i was pausing a lot i am sure that those were like windows xp background style (laughs) photographs of landscape and they they animated him driving across them with like uh an anime credits song playing in the background and that thing lasts for like seven it's so long it's like (laughs) they spend more time on that than they do on the fucking character development not not an exaggeration literally not not an an exaggeration. exaggeration what are we watching next week mark um uh you suggested this the moment before i hit play uh we're watching and 2007 i think we lost i think we lost that the Hitman, two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, we're watching Hitman. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, we're, we're watching Hitman. I know nothing about this one. I, I zero knowledge. Uh, so this will be fun. Uh, I have actually played Hitman, so that's exciting. Um, I would say that's a first, but I've played Super Mario Bros. But that doesn't really count because that movie has fucking nothing to do with Super Mario Brothers. I've watched a lot of Hitman gameplay. I've also played it uh, a little, but uh, to twenty. 2016 sure was a year on giantbomb.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do we end the podcast, Mark? Uh, well, we actually have things to say now. Um, we already said at the beginning, but I'm going to replug the fact that we are on iTunes yes. and we are on Spotify. Just search Cartridge Cinema Club in your podcast app. I did just today and I watched the name pop up. And it looks and it's fucking cool. Feels good. Yeah. Um. I have. I was in the middle of writing my my phony five star review. Uh. For myself. 
but I, I think I got distracted. I was like at work at the time or something. Uh, but if you are in the mood, if you would rate us five stars, that'd be pretty nifty. And, uh, you know, um, I just want to say, like, anyone who is listening to this, uh, if you follow the Twitter, what is it? Cartridge Cinema? It, it is at, at, Cartridge, at Cinema. Cartridge Cinema on Twitter. Uh, just d- d- uh, leave a, a comment or a direct message. What movies do you want to hear us do? Yeah. We, we don't have a specific uh, order. And we, we, choose them. Them, we choose the movie, like, two days before we watch it, essentially, yeah. right now. We just it, It's just whatever. I'm trying to get a good variety. We've watched a lot of different kinds of movies, I feel like. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, how we end the podcast, I think we're going um, to fail, fail, mis- we're gonna fail miserably yeah. then this time on that. So, bye, I guess. Thank you.